Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? What are you? An idiot sandwich. Idiot sandwich what? An idiot sandwich, Chef Ramsay. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Congratulations, you're a meathead, son. But you know what? Don't ever put your hands on my underwear. This is the lamb. Where's the lamb? Offended. Yeah. I mean, you really don't make friends around here, do you? I. I didn't come here for that. Hi everyone, welcome back to Snap Back to Reality, the podcast dedicated to the trash TV we grew up with and love to hate. I'm your host, Riley Ennis, and this is episode 26. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Um, so actually, you know what, first of all, I would like to say thank you, like genuinely from the bottom of my heart for joining me once again. I can't believe that I'm at episode 26 already. I've kind of like touched on this, I feel maybe in the last couple of episodes, but I haven't really gone on to like wax poetic about it since I had guests. But It's just really amazing that I actually have made it this far. I can't believe that I really committed to this for this amount of episodes. And I'm very thankful that people do actually listen. And I guess consistently, um, I'm just amazed that I have any listener base at all. And especially for the people who have reached out to me and DM'd me and things. um, I just really want to say that I appreciate that. And thank you very much. And on that note, actually, someone DM'd me yesterday. um, I don't know if you know when that is actually when this is really still have been like a week ago but um they had a message about the osbournes and i was trying to accept it and i accidentally hit decline so if that was you i'm really sorry uh feel free to message me again and yes i will be doing the osbournes eventually that's definitely on my list um i'm just kind of waiting for when life calms down a little bit because that's my third order of business. Wow, these segues are going so well. Um, I'm actually going on vacation um, tomorrow, I guess, tomorrow evening. I'm leaving right after work. Um, This, when it comes out, I'll already be on vacation. I'm going to the British Virgin Islands. It's going to be very exciting. My dad's taking the entire family on a vacation. I guess I'll probably talk more about it on whatever episode I record when I get back, Um, but I'm very excited for that. Yeah, so I'm going to be on the whole week. I'm going to have like no Wi-Fi. So I'm going to, right now I'm desperately trying to record this episode before I leave because I literally have procrastinated till the very last second. Like, you know, I am one to do. Um, So I'm trying to get this recorded and hopefully get the Instagram post, Facebook post things scheduled. Not that, I don't know if anyone really cares if I miss one of those or not. Um, But anyway, I will be gone next week and hopefully I make it back because... The following week, I am having finally that little special thing that I teased a month ago uh, that's finally going to be released. Um, I'm really excited about that, but I, again, don't want to say anything until it happens just because, you know, surprises are fun. I know I've been teasing this for like a month. I don't know if anyone really cares, but I'm really excited about it. So next week's episode is going to be really great too um i was trying to record that also before i left for vacation but it's looking like i probably won't have time to do that so um hopefully i can make it back all right and record that in time to release two weeks from now all right um also just you know i hope everyone appreciated the guests like the the last round of guests that i had on the podcast um so yeah i I really appreciated uh, everyone who was willing to come on and talk to me and give their time. Um, It's been really fun being able to record with guests and it helps because it holds me to more of a schedule and so I don't procrastinate until the very last second because I've committed to something. Um, So yeah, I hope everyone enjoys listening with guests as well. But I also hope that you don't mind the episodes where I'm just by myself because it's kind of nice to just be like alone on the mic occasionally. You know, it's like a, a therapy session, like a 
free therapy session, which I need because I had to stop going to therapy because I couldn't afford it. Ooh, I'm really broke right now. And I know I'm going on vacation. It sounds like very privileged. And I recognize it as very privileged to be going on vacation. Um, but yes, I do. I am I am tight on funds right now because <laughs> uh, I have to like, you know, chip in for the vacation, at least pay for a couple of meals and like my baggage fees and stuff. Um, and then my cat is getting surgery in a couple of weeks. See, I told you this is like going to be therapy. <laughs> um, yeah, my kitty has surgery in a couple of weeks, so we have to shell out for that. And she just had to have like her pre-surgery x-rays and shit done. So we just shelled out for that as well. So things are kind of inconvenient right now. I don't even know why I was going on about that. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, so anyway, this week I just wanted to do something light and fun. Just something that I could do on my own that was kind of easy. Um, so I'm doing one of my favorite... I wouldn't call it a guilty pleasure because I don't think I ever felt any guilt watching this, but just one of those like stupid, lighthearted, really dumb, easygoing reality shows from the mid-2000s. So we're talking about Date My Mom. Did everyone else watch Date My Mom? You know, MTV's masterpiece. Um, I kind of always associated it with like parental control was a big one. I feel like they would have Date My Mom and parental control marathons back to back. Um, and just also like Next and even Pimp My Ride. It was all of this era of just the, these like fast 20 minute MTV shows that have really stupid premises. Uh, so yeah, I watched this a lot and it's just like, you know, something fun, something that I remember enjoying as a kid. So I wanted to go back and kind of revisit that. So um, it premiered on MTV in November 2004, and it ended in 2006, and the premise of Date My Mom, in case you didn't know, uh, is that 18 to 24-year-old 24, 18 to 24 gay, straight, or lesbian people go on three dates with three moms, each of which tries to convince that person to date their son or daughter. Yep, they date that person's mom and then decide if they want to date that person. <laughs> It's really dumb, and, like, it was very obviously scripted and produced, um, and that was basically all the background that I could find, because it was, like, a throwaway nothing show that no one cares, like, about, no one has a, it, there's no following on Date My Mom, there's no stars that came out of Date My Mom, I couldn't do a Where Are They Now for this, so, <laughs> I don't know, it's just something fun, but that's pretty much all the background that I have. So if you know something more about Date My Mom, and I looked, I looked for like the fun facts that I usually Google or behind the scenes or, you know, AMAs, and there was none of that. So if you have something, please tell me. So I watched a few episodes on YouTube. Um, there were a few that were on there with German subtitles, and I think some of them were either in German or just the very beginning was overdubbed in German, and then I didn't go any farther than that because I didn't have time to play around with German things. Um, so I just watched a few that were on YouTube, and I kind of just picked one. It actually ended up being the first one that I watched, but just one that I thought was kind of funny. Um, so this is Date My Mom, season question mark, episode question mark, question mark, question mark, because I have no fucking clue. Uh, but the dater, I guess, because the moms would be the dates, I guess. So the dater is Jahan. So we open with Jahan on a beach. Uh, he tells us that he's 23, 23 years old and he's a full-time accountant. And he's pretty cute. So like, I'm thinking that he's a legitimate catch here because a full-time accountant at 23, you know, that means he's probably making pretty good money. He's gone through school. He's got his head on straight. He seems like, you know, kind of just like a serious guy. He, he ruins that vibe a little bit later. It wouldn't be MTV if it was anyone who was like seriously trying to date. Um, so he says that he's confident, he's intelligent, and hey, not too hard on the eyes. I mean, okay, whatever, Jahan, you're not the hottest man I've ever seen. 
Uh, so then he explains the premise to us that, you know, he's going to be going on three dates with three moms and he's going to choose one daughter to go on a date with solely based on what the mom has told him. Um, so he tells us a little bit more about himself and what he likes. The one thing that he doesn't like is girls who are overly concerned with their looks. Uh, but he does like hiking, he says. He, he just says hiking. You know, casual hiking. Everyone likes hiking. That's like in everyone's Tinder bio, right? Um, he likes basketball. He says he has mad hops, which I'm going to be honest, I've only ever heard in the context of like, it's really fucking nerdy, but Harmon Quest is like a D&D. It's not really D&D. Some probably nerds will jump down my throat at that, but it's like a TV show about Dungeons and Dragons. It's like partially animated and there was this character who had boots of mad hops so he could hop really high. So then it was weird for me to hear that in this stupid MTV show. Anyway, it's dumb. Moving on. So then he's like, I'm totally pumped right now. Let's start with the mom dates. And he keeps calling them mom dates throughout the episode, which I guess technically is what they are, but it just sounds weird for him to be like, mom dates, mom dates. I don't know. Uh, also at this point, like as he's like, let's go on with the mom dates, because this is kind of a thematic thing with um, Date My Mom, but there's always a lot of split screens. So we're seeing like one thing happen in one part of the screen and then there's like another thing going on with someone posing over here or like a talking head over there. So like as we get the voiceover about the mom dates, it like zooms in on him and he's wearing this brown t-shirt that just has in this tiny print on it. It says enjoy. And then he like frames the enjoy with his hand as the camera zooms in on it. And it just makes me uncomfortable. And that is the tip of the iceberg of things that make me uncomfortable that Jahan do in this episode. But we will talk about the rest soon. So we cut away from him and we meet our first mom-daughter team. Um, so it's Carmen, who's 43, and Tiffany, who's 21. And Carmen tells us that everybody says this, but my daughter's the best. But guess what, Carmen? You are the first time, like, this is the first episode of Date My Mom I've watched in probably, I don't know, fucking 13 years, 12, 13 years. So not everyone says that. No one said that to me in the past 13 years. So I'm going to believe that she is the best. You get the benefit of the doubt because you were first. Um, so Carmen's a divorced single mom. Uh, she's mom of three, and Tiffany is her oldest. She works as a bartender. Um, and her daughter Tiffany is a hairdresser. So, Tiffany says that she loves her job, and her mom's like, oh yeah, we're hair junkies. Okay, let's talk about their hair. So, mom has like, I don't know, like a modified Kate Goslin, we'll call it, which I guess at this time in the mid-2000s was the style for a mom. Um, and then Tiffany also has some very of-the-time hair. So, it's like a little past her shoulders. It's blonde, obviously dyed blonde. And then it has these like chunky brown low lights in the bottom. You know what I'm talking about. Um, her hair is like curled and then she has the side swoop bangs, which I always was obsessed with those side swoop bangs. I really always wanted some, but I could never really make mine work. Uh, so, you know, respect to her. But, you know, I guess it was very trendy at the time. Like it was on point, but it's just a very dated look right now. And I, it's just something that I appreciate. So Tiffany says that they're going to win because they're not the typical mother and daughter. And she's like, get ready for some fun. And then Carmen, like, yippee kayes, yippee kaye motherfucker. She's like, yippee-i-o-kayee. Which is not the weirdest vocalization that comes out of her mouth in this episode, I'll say. Um, so Johan's pulling up to the house and he says that he's ready for some fucking mom dates. Again, he says that. Uh, so <laughs> as he's coming up, oh, Jesus. 
fucking alarm went off that told me I need to go to bed. I Well, I'm sure that was on the episode. So there you go. There's a treat, the behind the scenes of my life. I'm staying up past my bedtime to do this. I really told you it was the last possible second. So Jahan pulls up to the house. He's ready for some mom dates. And Tiffany and Carmen are inside preparing. So Tiffany's fluffing her hair because, you know, she's a hairdresser. Uh, so Carmen asks um, if she, like, wants to tell if she wants her to tell him about what Tiffany does and so she's like yeah yeah tell him that I'm a hairdresser I love it and also tell him that if he picks me I'll hook him up with a free haircut which I don't know is weird that like you don't even know if you're gonna like this guy why bribe him with a free haircut just let that shit come naturally like if you actually get along whatever um and so she also asks if she wants if she carbon wants her tiffany to tell him johan <laughs> about carbon being a bartender this is going to be really hard with the fucking pronouns so i might just have to resort to names the entire time um and of course tiffany's like yeah yeah make him know that like we're like this that we party carbon's like yeah make sure that he can throw down with us so then this happens for the first time of the episode this is like a thing I guess that Tiffany and Carmen have but so Carmen's like make sure he can throw down with us and Tiffany goes the shizzle and then Carmen answers the show like ooh, I don't like that <laughs> it's just so awkward especially in 2019 just looking back on that because I'm sure I was unironically saying the sigil god I can't even say it fucking now the sizzle Jesus the the shizzle it's too late at night for me to try this i'm sorry guys the show i'll say that um so anyway carmen also asks if there's anything she wants her to leave out and tiffany says do not tell him that you think that i look like dolly parton um and so she's like but you do look like dolly parton she's like mom that is so not hot which i beg to fucking differ dolly is hot all right don't you come for dolly girl so Johan knocks at the door, Carmen gets up to meet him, and then as she's walking away, it fucking happens again. Tiffany's like, don't worry, Mom, you got it. The shizzle. Oh my god, this is going to be such a fucking pain this entire episode. The shizzle, Carmen. The show. Like, that's, that's their thing. That's their mom-daughter cute thing. Um, so Carmen goes outside. Her and Jahan introduce themselves to one another, and she gets his name wrong a couple times at first. and calls him John, and then he's like, Jahan. And she's like, oh yeah, I'll remember that. Um, so he asks her how she is with bows and arrows as if the casual everyday layman is just like oh you know I'm pretty good at bows and arrows like I don't know do you have a skill like level at bows and arrows because I certainly don't uh, but she says that she's up to try anything so they head out and as they're walking over to the car we get some like again those split screens that I was telling you about um, so we have an interview with both of them so Jahan uh, well, Carmen says that she's only met Jahan for a second, but it seems like he could dig Dolly Parton. And so then Jahan says, and like, the first time I watched this, I was like, ooh, this could read as a little bit creepy, but, you know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But upon my second watch through, when he said so much other creepy shit, I was like, nah, this is gross. So he's like, Carmen's a little spark plug. This is going to be fun. Which is like, ooh, ooh, I just don't like it. All right, so they go to the archery range archery pit archery range archery range that's what it is right archery court 
these are all wrong, I bet. Um, they're at the archery place where they're shooting the bows and arrows. We see them shoot. Um, they're doing pretty well. I honestly, to be entirely honest, I wasn't paying attention because they shoot bows and arrows for like five seconds and I was typing. So <laughs> apparently uh, Carmen did really well and beat him because that's what she says the rest of the episode, but mm, I'm not sure. Um, so they, he asks about her daughter, asks what her name is, you know, says they'll wrap that up and go to a nice little spot to learn more about Tiffany. So he leads Carmen over to a picnic blanket and they have a nice little picnic, which is kind of cute. Um, so he just asks questions, like this is the question and answer portion of the evening, uh, asks how old Tiffany is, asks if she goes out often. So Carmen goes on to say here that Tiffany is really busy and she works six days a week and sometimes even on her day off. Which is too many days, girl. You need some self-care. That's that's too many fucking days of work. My God, like I like my job, but seven days in a row, woof. And that would be more than seven days if she has six days on the schedule and then she goes in for her day off. Like that's two straight weeks of work. Ugh. Um, so Jahan's like, well, what would it take for your daughter to make time for me? And I'm like, well, for one, dude, slow your roll because you don't even know this girl and she doesn't even know you. Like, why are you trying to get her to cut back on her hours for some guy that just like, she doesn't even know yet. But then I'm so proud of Carmen. I'm like, get the bag, girl, because her response is, well, maybe if you support her so she can quit, which... I mean, that's like, I don't know, the proper answer in my book. Like, who's he to say, well, what's she going to do to make time for me? I don't, you, you support her so she doesn't have to be at work all the damn time. Um, so then also immediately after that, we get a little cut to a Jahan interview and he's just like, bitch, are you crazy? Which is kind of funny. Uh, he also asks what Tiffany looks like, and Carmen says that she's five foot tall, like me, uh, has long blonde hair with some highlights. Mm-hmm, sure, Jan. Um, and then we get some lovely producer interference slash scripting slash whatever you want to call this uh, in the form of him asking what celebrity she would most liken her to. So obviously Carmen brings up Dolly, um, and she's like, oh, well, there's a resemblance in one or two areas. So then we get Jahan's talking head about how there are a couple of things that he really likes about Dolly. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. She has big boobs. Okay, yeah, right, whatever. That's like everyone's going to make that joke. A 23-year-old douchey kind of guy is going to make a boob joke. But then, like outside of the talking head where he was presumably just like alone with a producer and a camera guy, he actually says to the mom, he's fucking like, he says something about like, well, I... I did bring up the breasts so I don't know it's edited kind of weird because the way that Carmen brought it up and the way that Jahan responded it sounded like she had already told him that she thought her daughter looks like Dolly and he was she was like oh well you know the Dolly thing it was like the producers missed when they had that conversation and they were like no 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 no, go back like and ask her what celebrity does she look like so she can say Dolly um I don't know I, I feel like I clocked that you can find this on YouTube, so if you watch it, let me know what you think. Anyway, so as he goes on to say that bullshit about the breasts, uh, Carmen kind of just like cuts him off and she's like, we'll leave it at that. Um, and so then we get a cute little talking head though where she's like, I think that just put us in the lead. Uh, but also this was the first date, so you're automatically in the league if you're not playing against anyone. I don't know. I said the league. I meant the lead. I had to think about that for a second. I'm sorry, guys. 
I hope this isn't a too manic of an episode. Um, so then Jahan goes on to ask if she's a party girl or if she's more of a goody two-shoes. And then Carmen says that Tiffany's been going to Vegas since she was like 18 to like party, I guess. Which, one, if you're 18, you're underage and you shouldn't be going to Vegas to party because you can't go anywhere. Aren't all of the places 21? Like casinos are 21, right? So what are you doing? Um, also, just like... How do you have the money to go to Vegas all the time? Where do they live? I'm assuming LA. That's, isn't that like a few hour plane ride away? An hour at least plane ride away? I don't know. I don't fucking live in that part of the country. I should just stop talking about this. Um, so then she asks, Carmen asks Jahan what he's into. And so he says, first he calls it extreme hiking, which I thought was kind of funny because it sounded like a bullshit made up thing. And then he says, oh, it's basically bushwhacking, which is apparently just making your own trail which doesn't seem good for the environment. I don't know if you should bushwhack. That seems like um, some colonization bullshit. And so he has to explain that to her, that it's like when you make the trail. And then he goes on to ask if Tiffany is athletic or if she's competitive at all. Um, And Carmen's like, well, she doesn't really like to mess up her hair, break a nail. And then Jahan's like, oh, so she's a, she's a girly girl then. And Carmen's like, yeah, she's pretty girly. And he's like, oh, girly girl can goey go. That was a talking head. He didn't say that to her mom. That would be hella disrespectful. I don't think he's even that bad. Um, so then he asks, this is a weird question that I have to assume was producery somehow, but because, I don't know, it's just weird. But he asks, like, how, well, how are you guys different or how are you similar? Um, and she's like, well, we're similar in that we both like to shop a lot and we like to tan naked. And then he, like, gives her a double take of the naked part. It's like, whoa. I don't know. Just kind of, like, goofy, cartoony. And so then Jahan's like, well, I feel like I have a good sense of Tiffany, a good sense of who she is and what she's about. So uh, why don't we wrap this up? So he takes Carmen home. You know, he walks her to the door. And she's like, well, I had a much better time than I anticipated, which is low-key shade, but I guess is a compliment, ultimately. Um, And then she says, oh, and Tiffany did want me to tell you that um, you'll get a free haircut if you pick her which again is just stupid. They hug, they say goodbye. Jahan gives us a little like debriefing interview and he says that he's a little bit concerned with some of the things that Carmen had to say about Tiffany. But that Dolly Parton image, I like that a lot. And like as he says that, in that tone of voice, mind you, he has his like hands cupping in front of his chest doing that like bazoonga zoonga kind of motion. I hope you know what that means. I feel like that's a descriptive onomatopoeia. Um, so then Carmen goes inside. Tiffany's painting her nails. She like looks up and she's like, "Mom!" and like screams at her as she comes in. And she asks, of course, for her to tell her everything. What's his name? What does he look like? Uh, her mom tells her that he's named Jahan. That he's gorgeous. He's dark complexion. He has nice muscles. And then of course she immediately's like, "Well, you didn't tell him about Dolly, did you?" And she's like, "Oh, I did." She's like, "Mom, the one thing I said not to tell." It's just like. Don't blame her, girl. Blame the producers because that shit was scripted. Um, And then Carmen tells her that they did archery. This is where she says that she won. Good for her. And then she's like, well, do you think we're going to win? She's like, uh, of course we're going to win. And then they do it. The shizzle. The show. I think that's the last time they do it in the episode. And I actually said that correctly that time. So good for me. Um, So then we get a cut to the next mom-daughter pair. So it's mom Felicia. I didn't get how old she was. So Felicia, Felicia looks young as fuck. So we're just going to say Felicia's 29. Um, And daughter Adrian, who's 18. Felicia's been married 30 years. Yes, 30 years at 29. Quite the accomplishment. Uh, She has four kids and one grandchild. 
Again, she, like, does not look old enough to have a grandchild. She looks amazing. And Adrian is her youngest. Um, so Adrian and Felicia give us, you know, like, a rundown, some fun facts about them. Adrian says that her mom is a wonderful chef and that she learned to cook from her and that if her mom could, like, cook a boot, it would still be delicious. Uh, says that they're very competitive. They like to play golf together. Um, and then as Jahan starts to pull up for their date, I just wanted to say here that he is wearing a different shirt, which I did not notice the first time. And I think was probably the only time this has occurred to me in the past 15 years of watching this show or whatever about <laughs> the fact that this is filmed on different days. I always just assumed it was like one like mega day. I'm a dumbass. Um, so anyway, of course he's wearing a different shirt because it's a different day, but you could slip that one past me in 2004 and apparently in 2019 too. Back inside, Adrian tells Felicia not to be nervous, but she's like, oh, I am nervous. I haven't been on a date in 30 years. Um, and Adrian tells her not to, or Adrian does tell her to ask about him, you know, see what kind of music he likes, but not get too flirty, you know. Uh, she was like, oh, don't don't get dad mad or something like that, which is like, meh, whatever. Um, also tells him to not, tells her to not let him get too cocky and like put him in his place put him in check if you need to which is kind of funny because it's like you don't even know this guy and she's just like yeah like put him in his place and I don't know it kind of reminds me of how someone would tell their mom to act around their boyfriend that they were like meeting for the first time but they're already in a relationship with do you do you see what I'm saying I don't know I thought it was kind of cute um so then she's like, well, you know, you're not a conventional mom. And Felicia's like, yeah, yeah, you're probably more conventional than I am. And she's like, well, don't tell him that. I don't want him to think I'm uptight. Felicia's like, you're not uptight. So that's kind of her thing is that she's very, she's very studious. She's a perfectionist. So um, Jahan arrives and Felicia goes outside to meet him. She asks what they're going to do. And he says, well, I hope you're adventurous and up for anything. She's like, yeah, I am. So he's like, well, then I'm not going to ruin the surprise. Get in my car sketchy I don't know I mean thank god the MTV cameras were there because if some guy was just like hey well, I'm not gonna tell you where we're going I would be like nope go back inside I'm gonna go back in my pajamas and watch TV uh so we have a Jahan talking head where he is commenting on a woman's body Ooh, yeah everyone's favorite so he says you know Felicia's got a great body but maybe she's too slim in certain areas motioning towards her breasts lovely um, and then he does take her to an inflatable obstacle course. So that's the surprise. Um, he asks if they have an, an athletic family. And Felicia says, yes, they're all very athletic. Um, and so she says that she can do the obstacle course. And she's, like, ready and willing. So we see them race through it. It's like one of those, like, you know, big, bright, inflatable obstacle courses that you would see at a blow-up place or, like, a child's birthday party or a county fair or something. Um, Felicia's, like, killing it. She actually ends up beating Jahan, and I see this for sure, so it's, like, a confirmed win as opposed to Carmen. Sorry, girl. Um, so she wins, and then they walk over. He gets some cotton candy. So you know how, like, when you make cotton candy, you take the little paper cone and you, like, roll it around the cotton candy basin I don't know what it's fucking called the cotton candy basin and you like roll it into the little cotton candy mound so he's rolling and he's rolling but like the cotton candy is rolling like up the the cone and like onto his arm which is just like living the dream honestly um so they walk over to a bench they start eating their cotton candy and talking and so Felicia mentions that her granddaughter loves cotton candy 
and Jahan just like a double take and he's like oh uh so you have a granddaughter oh like your daughter has a baby she's like oh god no not Adrian she's my uh my oldest son's daughter and so then he's like relieved of course um so he asks her about her daughter she tells her that she's a student who takes school very seriously then she also tells her that um her dad was a pro athlete so she gets her athleticism from him and then she goes on to say well as far as her build the girly parts are from me which on one hand I want to say yes that's how chromosomes work (laughs) but on the other hand I'm pretty sure she was talking about her boobs like having small boobs implying that like her daughter has small boobs and um that's just gross on multiple levels in my opinion (laughs) one because it's on fucking national tv but that's just like the surface uh, so then she asks, well, no, Jahan asks if there is one thing that she'd like to change about her daughter, what it would be. And Felicia says that she wants her to relax more because she's such a perfectionist. So then Jahan asks her if that means she's a control freak, which is like a very, that's like kind of strong language in my opinion. Um, and so Felicia's like, well, yeah, I mean, I guess she can be. Like you could say that she could be, like kind of, kind of tries to like soften it a little bit. And then Jahan gets the talking head. He's like, big red flag big red flag and I'm just like dude you put the fucking words in her mouth but again this is all produced so whatever um so then at this point he's like well I have a good sense of Adrian I love that he just decides after like 20 minutes of talking like I have five questions all right I know who she is as a person let's get out of here uh so they head back home at the house Felicia tells him you know just like pick Adrian whatever they always say that and then she goes says goodbye to him and goes inside talks to Adrian where she's waiting for her You know, she tells her that she had fun, uh, tells her a little bit about Jahan, that he has a good body. You know, she's like, oh, yeah, you'd like that. You'd like his body. Um, She also tells her that she won the obstacle course race. So, like, go moms for winning today. Uh, And then Adrian asks her if she let anything slip out that could work against him. And so she's like, well, I may have let him think that you're a little bit controlling. And she's like, I'm not controlling. She's like, yes, you are. You just don't know you are. She's like, no, I'm not. And then she's like, yeah, well, you're controlling to me. Like, you're trying to control me right now. I just thought it was cute. Like, a cute little mom-daughter exchange. Um, And then overall, she's like, well, I think we're going to win. And they hug, and it's cute. All right, on to the next mom-daughter team. So we have Kathy, who is 48, and Kelly, who's 18. Uh, And so they're, like, they get this opening line, which, I don't know, kind of, like, puts me off on them from the very beginning so Kathy's like people say we look a lot alike but I'm way sweeter and then Kelly's just like and I'm much better looking Kathy's like that's not true yes it is I don't I just don't like that I don't know it just doesn't seem nice um so then Kathy tells us that she's been married for 20 years she has three kids um she's really nervous about doing this uh so Kelly tells us that she loves to dance and that her mom isn't quite as up to date on the hip hop skills. And so as she's describing this, again, we get this little split screen moment and we are treated to a clip of this girl doing the most basic like white girl hip hopping twerking that could be. (laughs) And she's wearing this like baby doll tee and this black pleated mini skirt and it's just a very 2004 image and I love it. and so yeah it's just funny because her mom is like well my mom's not up to date but she tries but she does say that her mom is her best friend and she loves her more than anything so that's sweet so as we see Jahan heading over we uh see Kelly and Kathy strategizing 
Kathy says that she's going to be outgoing. She's going to make him laugh. Uh, she also says that she's going to tell about how Kelly like will embarrass her and play pranks so that he knows that she's funny. Um, and so Kelly's like, well, make sure that she he knows that I can dance. Because like that is her selling point, that this girl can dance. Um, and so Kathy's like, oh, well, should I show him then? And she's, Kelly's just like, um, how about you just let me show him when we win? So Kathy says that she was thinking about telling him that she looks like Lindsay Lohan. And so, of course, my first thought when you hear that is, ooh, like, woof, not great. But you got to remember, this is like 2004, 2005. Lindsay was at her hottest at this moment. So um, Kelly's just like, well, she is hot and I am hot. I don't know it's kind of funny uh Kelly does have long red hair so she does look like Lindsay Lohan kind of in her mean girls moment um and it's just like fun that this is the time when it's like a good thing to be compared to Lindsay Lohan which reminds me of when I was studying abroad in Russia which was summer of 2013 at one point I was coming back from a club that's actually a much more interesting story anyway I might do like a stand-up one day and make that into my monologue so I won't give it away for free here. But uh, this cabbie told me that I, and this conversation was in Russian, so this is my drunken, doesn't truly speak Russian understanding of the conversation that we had. Um, he told me that I looked like Lindsay Lohan, and I made sure that he clarified that he meant Lindsay Lohan when she looked attractive, and not Lindsay Lohan as she looked in 2013, which was not the best. Uh, so anyway, hopefully he meant, how Lindsay Lohan looks in the sense that Kathy means for Kelly. Um, so then Kathy says that she's nervous. She's like, well, I'm nervous. I haven't gone on a date in 22 years. And I'm just like, yawn, we already heard the storyline. Sorry, Felicia snagged that one for you. Um, Jahan arrives. Kathy goes out to meet him. And so he says that since he's Cuban with a dash of Polish, which must be like the smallest dash in the world because he looks just like straight Cuban, um, he says that they're going to go to a Polish restaurant. Uh, so then as they walk up, Jahan has another kind of like gross, like s sexual implication kind of talking head where he's like, our Polish lunch is going to be hot. I can't wait to watch Kathy swallow, swallow, it was because he used the fucking word swallow, swallow some glumki, which I googled in her cabbage rolls, which sound delicious. Um, so he asks if she's ever eaten Polish before. She tells him that he, that she hasn't. I haven't, I don't think I've ever eaten true Polish before. Like I just said, I studied abroad in Russia. I know there's like an overlap in terms of Slavic foods. So I've had, you know, like dumplings and things like that, soups that are similar. I think they'd serve like the same type of soups in Poland, I think. Um, I believe when it was, uh, I think it was when I was on Amanda's podcast for the, back when I, yeah, I've only been on Amanda's podcast once. It was, of course, it was the first time. I feel like we talked about pierogies then and she said that she was going to make me pierogies and send some to me because I had never had real pierogies and only had like the frozen ones that I would just cook in a pan with butter, which I thought were good. So anyway, if anyone wants to give me some like real Polish pierogies, I would appreciate it. So they go to a restaurant called Warsawa and he says it's the best Polish food in town. Um, so once they're seated, it's like a fucking dream. It's my dream. The wait staff just immediately bring them. It must be one of everything on the menu or like one of all of the specialties. Ugh. But then he starts kind of like pointing out what everything is. And not everything sounds the most appetizing. Um, because Kathy immediately points to something and she's like, well, what's that? And he's like, cow intestines. You ever had it? As if that's 
something that the average American would have on the reg. And she's just like, uh, no. And I don't think I'd ever want to have it, which is actually a little bit rude. And you probably should just be, oh, yeah, no, I've never had the opportunity. And then just like, you know, politely decline later. Um, And then he points out the beef tartare. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's raw beef. And then she's like, ew. Like, literally, she sounds like an 11-year-old child. She's like, ew. And so they eat. She, like, picks at the tartare. I guess she tastes it. So good for her for that. Um... And then another gross Jahan talking head. I don't know, this might be my least favorite, but all of the times he comments on women's bodies are also really gross. So he says, and I know these are all scripted and like the producers made him say this, but it still makes me mad because he went along with it and he could have been like, no, this is disgusting. He's like, she's all over my raw Polish meat. Ugh, come on. And so then after that, he's like, tell me about your daughter like it's so wholesome uh so he asks her what she looks like and she says Lindsay Lohan and he's like oh well Lindsay Lohan's cute which you know is a good thing that this is the era where she was cute uh she says my daughter's even cuter though um she also tells him just like she launches into this about a time that they went to Vegas because they all fucking go to Vegas I guess and they went to an all-male review and she was like in this competition with a bunch of other uh, women and she won and the competition was the best fake orgasm. Um, and so then Jahan asks what she sounded like, which again is creepy to say that to someone's mom. And so Kathy <laughs> obviously just would not have won the best fake orgasm competition because she gives like the most, she's like, she was like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> She literally sounds like a bird cawing as she does that. Um, and so then he again asks, like, well, if there's one thing that you could change about your daughter, what would it be? And Kathy's like, well, when she gets mad, sometimes she gets really moody and silent and she'll just sit there like this. And she just, like, crosses her arms and puts on a stink fat face, like a, a teen angsty face. Um, and you can tell that Jahan's, like, immediately turned off. So I guess Kathy's like, gotta turn this around, gotta bust out the big guns. And she's like, well, you know, she is the best dancer. She loves to dance. And then, I mean, again, it's producers, but it's so funny. He asked her to show him, <laughs> bless her, but Kathy does get up and she does do an even more pathetic white woman twerk while the editors put in shake it like a salt shaker behind her. And it's amazing. Um, so just like, I love the editors. And so he tells her that that's hot. So, you know, that's kind of him. Um, but then his talking head, he actually does seem pretty genuinely impressed that, like, she actually did it. So, you know, good for Kathy. And then a couple in, like, I guess traditional Polish dress comes over and they're just like, would you like us to Polish dance for you? And Jahan and Kathy are like, yes, dance for us. So they dance and then they, like, pull Kathy and Jahan up and they teach them how to Polish dance. And it's very cute. Um... And so then Kathy has a talking head and she's like, as Kelly would say it, Jahan has got it poppin'. And she's like awkwardly popping her chest as she says that. Uh, so Jahan thanks her for dinner. They leave the restaurant. And then at the house, she kind of tells him, um, yeah, I actually ended up telling you more than I meant to. So you now have to kick, like you have to pick Kelly now. And he says goodbye. And now he has like a lot to think about. Um, and back inside, Kelly, you know, gives her the rundown. Well, Kathy gives Kelly the rundown. Uh, she tells her that she demonstrated her hip thing, which I guess is her dance moves. 
Um, she also says that she told her the or she told him the Vegas orgasm story, which uh, Kelly's laughing, but I feel like she's probably a little bit embarrassed that she chose that of all the stories that she could tell to like highlight her sense of humor and sparkling wit. Um, but she's like, Kelly, I am trying to win for us, which is kind of funny. She also says, well, I had to tell him that sometimes when you get mad, you get moody. And she's like, then, then, fucking Kathy, this sneaky little conniving little minx. She's like, you know, and then he told me that I, he told me to show you what I, what you look like. To sh- so, I said that wrong. He told me to show him what you look like when you get mad. So I, you know, I had to do this. Like, you know, like, give him the face and cross my arms. But see, that's not true. We watched her do that, and Kathy just went into that of her own accord. So I called that Kathy, you little sneak. Um, But she's like, but I still think we're going to win, because that's what everyone says at the end of their little segment, because that's the rules of Date My Mom. All right, we get the decision. Whoosh, dramatic scroll across the bottom of the screen. Um, so Johan tells us, I brought everyone to the beach today because it's the moment of truth. Very dramatic. I'm about to pick one daughter and get two nasty looks from two angry moms. So each of the moms comes up and they like hug him and say hi. Um, and they have like a little kind of clever one-liner. So Carmen's is, Jahan is going to jahate it when he does, or not when, gosh, <laughs> if he doesn't pick Tiffany. She's also wearing this like tight black top, which looked like it was like pleather or leather or plate. I don't know. Latex. That's what I was going to say. I almost said platex. I'm really sorry, guys. It's late. Um, and her, her tits are like out, which we all know Jahan appreciates. Uh, you go, girl. And then Felicia comes up next, and her little line is, at the end of the day, Jahan better be like Rocky, like, yo, Adrian, which is kind of funny. Um, and then Kathy's is just, I ate raw meat for Jahan, so he better pick Kelly, which I cannot blame her. So then Jahan says that the car is coming, and he says, inside the car is the key to my happiness. Next to two losers. Stupid. The limo pulls up, so then he kind of goes down the line and says something to each mom. So he tells Kathy that she was a trooper for eating the raw meat. Um, and that Felicia, like, that he couldn't believe that she beat him at the obstacle course, and he had a lot of fun. And then tells Carmen that she was way better at archery than he suspected and she's a, and that she's a ton of fun. So all very sweet. Um, but then it's time to do the elimination. So he starts with Kelly or he starts with Kathy and he tells her that Kelly sounds fun with all of her pranks but that her moody face like when he saw her moody face he knew he couldn't date her. So he's like I, can, I do not want to date your daughter. Like that's the line that they have to give. Uh, so he says not he. She says Sucks for you. Meet my beautiful daughter, Kelly. And so then Kelly like steps out of the limo in slow motion and there's music playing in the background and you know she's like all hot. But John is just like looking at her and kind of like making faces, which is rude, but I'm pretty sure the producers told him to. And then he's like, keep walking, Red. I didn't pick you. Which he didn't say that to her. That was his talking head. Um, next up, he tells Carmen that, you know, he was feeling the Dolly Parton description, but after he heard she was girly, he didn't want to date her. So then she's like, ah, well, sex for you, punk. Meet my daughter, Tiffany. So Tiffany gets out of the car. I did not make the connection the first time, but now I, the second time I did and I got angry. Her getting out of the car music is milkshake because we're, we're just going to talk about her tits, her entire segment. Um, so ew. And then... Jahan sees her and 
His little talking head's like, aw, I could have had fun with those. Which is, I don't know. I don't know if that or the raw meat one is um, is my least favorite of all of his horrible, horrible things that he says. Because I really just hate the way he objectifies it right there. I just can't watch these fucking shows. I'm too much of a feminist. But it's fun to throw shade at them. So, you know, what I do for my art. Um, so then, of course, that means Adrian wins. So he tells uh, Felicia that even though at times Adrian might be controlling, which you don't fucking know that. You don't know her, dude. She convinced her, she convinced him that she's a triple threat. Smart, beautiful, and athletic. So he's like, Felicia, I do want to date your daughter. So then Adrian gets out of the limo and her song is Do You Realize, which is all slow and beautiful and romantic, which I actually really love that song. So she walks over to him and they hug, but I notice it's like a good Christian hug where her pelvis is a solid two feet away from his. There's like no chance of connection down there. Um, and then the losing girls get some like final talking heads where they imply that they will beat Jahan in the street if they happen to see him out. You know, that's all very nice. And so then we get a lovely symbolic group hug with Jahan and Felicia and Tiffany. And then they all start running off holding hands. Not Tiffany, oh my god. Jahan and Felicia and Adrian. Wouldn't that be so funny if it was like some rando girl and someone else's mom? Okay. I meant Jahan and Felicia and Adrian. And then they all run off and they're holding hands. And then Felicia lets go. And Jahan and Adrian run off into the sunset. The end. Except it's not actually the end. There's some stupid dialogue between Jahan and Adrian. And then there's another like little end thing with the losing girls. But it's stupid. So I'm going to count the running into the sunset as the end. Because that makes more sense for me. Alright, so like I mentioned, I can't do a where are they now. I, I googled date my mom Jahan. But nothing came up for it. Like not even the episode on YouTube. So who knows what they're up to. They're probably all actors that they just like casted. I don't know so sorry about that but I will say that next week's where are they now segment will be extra special and that's all I'm gonna say about the little treat I have for you guys um so in terms of does it hold up is it worth a rewatch I mean it's like pretty cringy but it's not objectively worse than any of the shit that MTV's still putting out like that stupid I want to date a celebrity's clone show where people go on dates with like five people who look like a celebrity that they're obsessed with it's really dumb um, I mean, obviously, it's kind of awkward and cringy, but it's not horrible, horrible. Uh, it's probably good for some, like, light background watching if you were, like, into this show back in the day. But other than that, it's not that great. It's not, like, foundational reality TV. Well, that wraps it up, you guys. Um, I hope you all have a really good week. I will probably be having a wonderful week because I will be in the middle of the Caribbean Ocean. So um, when I get back next week, I will talk to you and I will have a wonderful episode coming out for you. But until then, I hope you have a great time. Time, day, life, week. You know, I just hope you're having fun. Um, So please give me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Actually, please, please, please do that. If you haven't, uh, someone left me a two-star rating, which hurts my feelings because that seems like a rating that you just don't need to give a person. And so now I kind of dropped down a little bit. So if you could, it would be wonderful. It also helps people find my show in case anyone else wants to listen to me talk about weird old reality TV because I think it's kind of fun. Um, you can follow me on Facebook at Snapback to Reality Podcast. I'm on Instagram at Snapback to Reality Pod, or you can follow really underscore Riley for my personal Insta. And email me at snapbackpodcast at gmail.com. 
And until next time, bye guys.